0: Do you want to hear what the best and most influential minds in the golf and turf industry have to say on issues affecting the world of golf, turf grass, and turf equipment? That's why I'm here. Tune in as Stephen Tucker takes us on a journey with some of the nation's best minds and finds out what they think. If you were looking for excitement, you have found the right place. Welcome to the Turf Addict Podcast. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for showing up to my, I mean, it's my last podcast of the year. Um, excited about this one. I uh, got a past assistant of mine from uh, Ritz-Carlton. That's many years ago now. Uh, Greg Neal also won um, the Technician of the Year for GCSA, uh, and he is at Four Seasons Dallas as the equipment manager there. So, uh, welcome Greg, thanks for being here today, and uh, I hope you're ready to let go of some of your secrets. Uh,
1: I'm never ready to let go of my secrets, but thanks for having
0: me. <laughs> nah, anytime man. Alright, so for those that don't know, uh, tell us, tell me, you know, I know, but tell tell the guys a little bit about yourself, and how you got into business, and, and uh, how you got started. Well, you know, that's
1: quite a story um grew up in Illinois went to college for three and a half years never knew really what I wanted to do um and I had a buddy that asked me to go to Orlando to go to golf school and I said yes and two months later I was at golf school in Orlando um spent 18 months in golf school and then got an assistant pro position at a country club in Bradenton, Florida. Um, that was definitely not what I thought it was going to be. Um, I thought I'd be outside a lot more, uh, and not just a desk jockey and a merchandiser. Um, I did that when I was in retail. I didn't like it then. That's not really what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to be outside a lot more. um, the Ritz-Carlton in Sarasota was building a new golf course. And I went out and started as an equipment operator during the go-in. And I went there under the assumption that I would go into the pro shop once they opened. Um, after I started working on the crew... I realized there was a lot more fun out there than it was in the golf shop and decided that somehow I wanted to be on the grounds crew um, permanently or as my career. Um, I talked to our superintendent at the time, you know, Nick Von Hoffman, about going to school to be a superintendent, course at this time I was 32 years old and I wasn't sure I wanted to make a two or a four year commitment to go back to school um, so I went up to the irrigation, uh, irrigation tech position when it came open and then Stephen had an equipment technician position open up and I talked to you about taking that position. And you were really firm with me when I asked about it because, (laughs) of course, I have changed my career many times in my life, and you were pretty firm that if this was something I wanted to do, then you would do it, but if I didn't think I was going to keep with it, to not even bother. And that's how I got into working on equipment.
0: The best day of your life. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so you know, obviously, we spent um, quite a few years together. How many years were were you? What is it? it was five and a half at yeah. uh, the, in Sarasota. Yeah, but in the technician role, what was it? Three. It's three. Three. And you know, obviously, I heard the golf course management uh, podcast, and uh, there was yeah. There was a question, or or something posed in terms of working for me, and and uh, that you kind of hated what how I treated you, so to speak, uh, when you worked there by putting you on reels all the time. And uh, so there was a yeah. comment made there. I just I want you to elaborate a little bit on that comment. Yeah,
1: um, at the time, while I was doing it, of course, being new to the equipment side of it. Um, doing the same thing every day, I think is what I really didn't like about it. Um, but then of course, as you progress and understand that reels are the most important part of your job as an equipment tech or equipment manager, um, it was greatly appreciated that that's what you made
0: me do. You know, I I see it, 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 I I was just saying, I, I see it. Kind of like having kids, right? You you tell your kids, yep. no, uh, I don't want you doing that, and they don't get it. Like, no, don't you can't have that chocolate. And we know why we oh. don't want them to have the chocolate, but they don't get it. Yep. And then later, when they grow up, they come back and say, well, now I know why you didn't want to feed us chocolate all the time as kids because we get crazy. And and so. Yep. Y- For me, it was a lot of okay. Listen, you're not, and I I probably should have been more open to to explaining why. I don't think I was real great at that in the beginning, but at certainly certainly have learned more on why people do what they do and say what they say, and sometimes don't understand. You know, people don't understand because you don't explain why. And I think I probably could have done a lot better at explaining, all right, this is what you're going to do, and this is how long you're going to do it for, and this is why you're going to do it, so that you will fully understand everything there is to know about this. It's it's kind of, for me, it's kind of also like a assistant superintendent that has never sprayed greens before. Now, is he going to be a superintendent in the future and never have sat on a sprayer? You know, probably not be a good thing. Um, right. So you, you want to have that. You know, if that guy can sit on a sprayer and spray greens and knows, you know, he's going to learn how to mix. He's going to learn the right products to use and when to use them and what diseases are. You know, there, there's a lot of different things that you learn by doing that. That that right. set you up to be a superintendent. And and that uh, yeah. You know, and I also think that at the time,
1: um, you were just going out and checking and cut. And I wasn't really involved in that part of the process, right. so yeah. to relate the two at the time was kind of hard because I'm just like, well, all I'm really doing is setting this up, right? But then once you get out there and you start seeing it, then you start understanding what I do here and what it does out there,
0: right? What it makes the cut look like, and 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 that's important with everybody, I think, is that you're able to connect the dots, right? It's it's not just yeah. a job that you don't see the result of that. You're doing a job and then you're actually going out there and being able to see what that end product looks like or what it how how bad it looks you know one one way or the other um and and so I will say that now having what that's been uh, fifteen years ago probably yeah. yeah. So like that, yes. yeah, so 15 years ago, um, definitely things have changed, and and I certainly look at things a lot differently now than I did then. I'm probably a lot, as you've said, I'm a lot easier on the guys now than I may have been on you then. Yeah, that's that's what I hear. Yeah, uh-huh. but. <laughs> I think the intentions were always have pretty much remained the same from the get go for me. I think I do a lot more explaining now than I ever did in the past of why. Right, and and I I would say that a lot of that is because of the the teaching, the teaching at GIS or or consulting or doing right. seminars because I do a lot even more of it. yeah even the videos
1: we did in that shop for. Um, what IGCMA at the time? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, even even then, I was starting to put it together and understand.
0: Right. Well, you know, I think um, I think one of the the biggest things is is you know you've certainly you made some decisions along the way that kind of led you in the path that you're in. Um, I know after you left us, you went to the Oaks, and then I believe over to Palm Beach. And then I called you back, yep. right, for, for uh, when I yep. was leaving Dallas. So, you know, yes. what, what uh, good decisions, bad decisions along the way uh, helped you get ready for, for your, what you got going on in Dallas? I, I think one of the best
1: decisions that I made, and it's, it's going to sound odd to you, it still sounds odd to me even when I say it, but leaving the grits to go to Oaks and get that 36-hole facility experience, I think, helped me a lot. Um, Especially where I'm at now at a 36-hole facility. I'm I'm sure I could have done it, but I think it's a lot easier having already been somewhere with 36 holes and understand how everything needs to operate.
0: Yeah, it's not the same.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then, I'm not... I don't know that it was necessarily a bad decision as a bad time to uh, to get complacent, I think. When I took the job in Jupiter, mm-hmm. um, for the first six months, I was gung-ho, all about it. And then I got complacent, like, I'm where I need to be, doing what I'm supposed to do. And so things kind of lagged behind for a little while. Right. Um, And then the super and I talked about it, discussed it, figured out what was really going on, and then we got better. But I think that's the thing I don't necessarily regret, but that's the, the thing I look back on is I don't know how I let that happen to myself.
0: Well, and that, that's what one of my questions was going to be, right, is what what gets you there? What what um, causes you to get that way and feel that way? I know, you know, from, from my standpoint, you know, everyone has different personalities and sees things different. Like, for, for me, the drive that I have to make sure that things are right every day, yeah. I don't expect everyone to have that same drive, right, that same right. want to um, and... You know, I think in the beginning I tend to see that, right, that, you know, why do people not feel this way? Why is this not more important right. than it is the, right. the way I see it? And a lot of it has to do with the differences in personalities, but some of it's also with the, where you're at and what you're dealing with. And, you know, right. whether it be personal life or whether it be at that facility, um, those types of things can also cause that to, to be an issue. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, and I mean I, I I think the biggest thing for me was that I had just felt like I made it. Right. I mean, I, w- I was striving to become a equipment manager. I made it as a club manager. I should be good now. Yeah.
0: So imagine uh, imagine yeah. doing Especially that at in 21. Florida,
1: that's not how that works.
0: Yeah. Imagine doing that at twenty one years old and wondering, okay, I've got to do this for another forty four years. Right, yep. Right. And that's, that's, that's the seat I sat in, um, at 21, being an equipment manager and wondering, you know, am I really going to be able to do this for 44 more years and, and hitting goals and achieving them. And then what, and then that, (laughs) I think in the beginning of my career, that's what it was, right. I, I got, you know, I know at the college, they said I, I would take, you know, the worst facilities out there and turn them around and, and then I'd move on to the next one. And, And, you know, for for me, it didn't feel like that, but it it was, you know, I, I, I'd work and I'd get a place where I thought it was good. And then that whole doing the same thing all the time got to me and I'm I'm like, okay, this is getting boring now. I need, I need more of a challenge. And, and then I'd step up to that, whatever that next challenge was. And the, the problem for me was the way I saw the challenge, meaning, you know, the challenge wasn't with getting the golf course fixed up or wherever it needed to be or the facility organized and and the way it needed to be. I needed to find other ways to challenge myself, and I didn't realize that until quite a few years down the road that, you know, okay, well, that's when I started doing association work and I started speaking and I started traveling and I started writing, you know, because that challenge doesn't always have to be taking another job. It can be putting your time and effort into making something better or designing something or coming up with a fix for something or whatever the case may be. And, you know, that just being yeah. how my mind works, I mean, how, how do you see that keeping that challenge every day when you go to work now versus maybe what you did when you were in, uh, in Jupiter?
1: Well, and what I started doing, what the Super and I agreed to do was we started just talking about turf health. Um, just basic stuff about turf, Um, and that's how it started. And now, especially when I moved to Dallas and you start getting with bent grass and rye grass in the winter, just expanding my knowledge of the turf itself has helped a lot. And then that way, I understand more what the super is talking about and how it's going to relate to me and what I need to do to make the turf as good as it can be.
0: Right. So you're 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 trying to figure out what the whys are, you know. Yeah. You're doing all of this work. Why are you needing it to do it to that level? And yes. You know, I find that a lot too when traveling around that I go to different facilities and guys don't see it the same way. You know, they think that okay, well, I've done it this way for 20 years. Why should I change that? Uh, right because we're trying to be better than we were yesterday. I mean, ultimately yep. for me, that's what I look at when I come into work every day is how do I get better today than I was yesterday? And and if I can feel like I'm doing something that's better than it was yesterday, then I'm, I'm able to feel like I'm I'm doing something, that I'm pushing myself, versus coming in and, okay, well, time to grind the reels, time to level them, put them back on, and we'll do this again <laughs> after we top dress, and we'll right. like go through this process, and, you know... Right. You get to where... Uh, and that's, that's, that's a hard thing for some people, is that they
1: will say, well, we've been doing it this way since such and such. Right, but is it the best way? Right. Is there a different way we can do it? And uh, I've, I've fought that in some of the places I've been, and some people are open to the change, some people not so much. So it's just a matter of trying to figure out where you can push and when you can't, and
0: how we're going to make it all mesh together. Right. I mean, kind of like my golf game.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen you golf game in a long time. Yeah, but when you but, did. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. I caddied. Was it once or twice for you?
0: Twice, that I think.
1: At I qualifier.
0: I don't remember. I don't remember if number one was that first hole. No, it was it number be, 9. But, or, or it was, no, it it was, was 10. Nine? It was 10, yeah. 10, that's right. You know, you got to number
1: 1, or yeah, number 10. You're right, number 10 at the Ritz and Sarasota. And you hit that thing all the way to number 1 approach. <laughs> it was long. And it was long. It was definitely long. But it wasn't anywhere close to where it was supposed to be. And then... I don't know how. I watched it, and I still don't know how you parted that hole. I don't understand you. I don't know how.
0: Listen, when I, was, shot. <laughs> when I was in high school, um, I was known to be able to come out of places that were unbelievable and get <laughs> scores, and I don't know how I did it either. Maybe it was luck, but, you know, the crazy thing about playing competitive golf for me was if there was nothing, like if I wasn't playing in a tournament, I could play really good yep. golf. But <laughs> as soon as you put a tournament in front of me, it's like the nerves just took over, and I just forgot right. how to play golf now. And uh, and I think initially we did pretty good there for – what, maybe the first seven holes or so, I think I was even par or close to that, and yep. then it just yep. blew up, and there was the no coming back after three that. Holes. Yeah, there was no coming back after that. But, you know, I think but, that's what I always wanted to do was to play professional golf, and, you know, knowing, even even then, I knew, man, I'm not I'm not good enough to play with those guys, but, boy, it gave me an opportunity to try it, and, you know, it, it uh... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It, it's crazy setting up mowers for an event and then playing in the event as well. I remember not being able to go out on the golf course because I couldn't see the pin placements. Um, oh yeah. But set up all the mowers and everything to go to go mow it. So. Oh yeah. But not. I mean, good were,
1: times. You were so upset when you were playing over there. You didn't even wait for me to line you up <laughs> to
0: hit that shot. Yeah, no, and that good thing because otherwise I wouldn't have made a par on it. <laughs> I think the two guys that we were playing with were like, "Oh, this is going to be a long day." And then this is going to be a long day. And then I tie one and beat yeah. one, so um, so yep. <laughs> so what? Bad. Well, and then and then
1: you almost drive seventeen and pull out the club. You tell me you weren't going to hit all day.
0: Yeah. Well, I think when you hit the ball good, you feel like, all right, this is gonna, you know, I can hit this shot. And then you do exactly what you thought you were gonna do, you know. It's a mind game, yep. right? no no doubt about it. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> uh, good times, good times. So, um, day, All right, so you're you know you're in Dallas now, uh, 36 holes. You're at my old old stomping grounds. Um, you got yes. to you got to get the new facility while I had to get deal with the old one. Um, but uh, how is that different? How is your experience with Four Seasons? I mean, obviously you were the Ritz Carlton for quite a few years, so you've got quite a few years now of the hospitality side of the business. Um yep. you, know, you saw the private club side of the business. So, you know, how is Four Seasons and and being in Dallas? How is that different than than other golf courses you've experienced?
1: Um, it's a it's a lot more. Um, I think it's probably the same as you might have felt at the Ritz and Silly um, with With them at that particular facility being so far away, right. it was always hard. I like it. There's a lot of security in a corporate environment like this versus a, a private mental club. Right. Um, especially for the employee side of it. Um, mm. It's just the money has to be spread out over so much, and they only get so much over a year that it's just trying to make you. The hardest part, and the hardest part for me in this job, is trying to convince other people that our
0: department is important enough to warrant the funds we ask for. Right. So you're doing a lot less hands-on mechanical work and a lot more business work. Definitely, um, definitely. And, you know, probably something you didn't realize when you started going down this road was that there is another side to equipment management that didn't exist, I don't think, uh, five or ten years ago, where Uh now, you know, you're having to sell your budget. You're having to explain, you know, where all these dollars are going. and, And, you know, hiring private clubs, not so much. You give them a number. You know, you get within that number fairly close. You're okay. Um, And, you know, definitely it's more scrutinized because of the competition between other departments that also need things. Right. So you got kitchens and you got uh, housekeeping and you got stuff that actually makes money uh, versus golf maintenance, you know, and 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 being able to align some of those things with and, and explaining some of those things to what they see and understand is important as well sometimes can be tough to do you know you have to understand the hospitality side of the business as well as the golf side so that you can relate some of the things that you're experiencing with some of the things that they already know you know it's like trying to teach someone something that doesn't know much about it you know it's hard to say yes to something i know nothing about and and, you know and then trying for us to explain it sometimes you know it, it it it, it doesn't come out as easy as we would like it to sometimes. So uh, right, right. It, it can and be I a mean, challenge.
1: Just to, yeah, just an example, I mean, and, and I hate to say stuff like this, but the course next door to us last summer lost their greens. Mm-hmm. So a lot of their members came to us because, well, we didn't lose our greens. And so when you get 95 new members, just based on, the fact that the golf course didn't die i mean it says a lot and they look at it and they start to realize what's what's going on and what it takes to to keep the membership happy
0: yeah i mean the there there's definitely different reasons that you know members will join or not join a club and some of those can just be simple as you know, I've got a buddy that we play with, his group all the time, yep. and he goes and plays the club down the street that seems to be better, and when he leaves, they all leave. And and there's a lot of that that we see go on, you know, here in Florida, obviously, and, and I'm sure they right. see it a lot of other clubs as well, and so the ebb and flow of membership can change with the weather sometimes. Um, oh, yeah. But there's... There is no doubt that if I'm paying a membership fee, I want to have some grass to putt on, and you know that yep. that being in simplest terms, uh, a big part of you know of uh, being a member that you're paying for X, and if when you feel like you're not getting that value, then you're, you're going to switch. So, you know, I think uh, from from our standpoint and on the technician side of things, right? We we're not always we're not always privileged or given all of the information on why decisions get made sometimes as well. So, you know, right. just, it, let's just say for instance, that you put in money for capital one year and, and it's decided that, you know, you don't, you, it isn't the fact that you don't need it. It's just that it, it got skipped this year and, you know, resubmit next year. Well, you yep. know, you know listen there were we don't ever hear why and what were the reasons for that decision to get made we just resubmit next year and and that feeling that we all have that ah you know well they don't want to give any money to golf you know right if we knew
1: and then then you learn then you learn that the kitchen had to replace an entire stove unit or they had to buy a new dryer or laundry, holder in the laundry. Right. And I mean, all that really comes to the bottom
0: line. Yep. and and as, far as making the guests happy. And so then, once you know that, does it be, does it, do you understand it better? It doesn't, maybe it doesn't make you feel better, but you at least now can understand yeah, why I mean, a decision gets made, You right? don't
1: ever feel better about it, but you, you understand
0: that,
1: well, without this, then Everybody that comes to the hotel is not going to be happy,
0: right? Which well, uh, which goes back to explaining why, right? I mean, and how important yeah. it is. No matter what communication that we're having, um, whether it be between upper management or a ground staff member that you're telling, you know, I don't want you to mow that anymore. Go mow on five, and he doesn't understand Did right. it. Do something wrong, or or is the it's mower, met, you know, what what why? You know, he's yeah. curious. 'Cause he was doing it and now you've told him not to. So he's obviously he's mm-hmm. curious as to why we're changing that. And without telling him, you know, he's making up his own why. And right. and so that could could or couldn't be the real reason on why you've made that decision. And so a lot of times if we don't tell people why, they will make up their own and most of the time it's worse than the one we would have told them.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It's all it's always worse.
0: Yeah. So, um, all right. So, moving on. Future for Greg. You know what uh, goals? What goals do you have over the next uh, five years or so? Um, you know, obviously, uh, I think your tournament went away. What a couple, a year, or two ago, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. How long has it been? Two years ago. Two okay. years ago. Two years. ago. Calm down. Yeah. So two two years ago, and um, yeah, you don't have one of those. I know that was one of the big reasons you wanted to come two to four seasons um yeah. you've got the new facility there you got a good team there i remember the guys that were that i that worked with me and really good guys um so what do you see yeah. for yourself in the next five years what's going to keep you uh motivated and busy and you know obviously with the tournament you always have that work up and that build up to an event Um, that you don't have now so for those guys that don't have events or don't know what that feels like you know what does that look like for you um i mean ideally
1: i would like to be somewhere that posted i mean even any kind of tour event every year um as much as we complain about it and as much as we hate it we love it just as much right um anytime you can put your product and what you do on TV. I think that's awesome. I think if you haven't ever been a part of one, find one volunteer, help out. It's, it's awesome. It's long hours. It's hard. Um, I slept in the shop many days during that tournament. Um, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. I loved it. Right. Um, Ideally, uh, that's what I want. I want to be somewhere that has a tournament event, um, because I mean, you just you're working up all year for that one event, and really, it's not even up to you. Our event, especially, was in May in Dallas, and we can have a frost as late as the end of April, or it can be ninety degrees. Um, so. The weather played a lot here, um,
0: but we still always managed to come through with a good product from what I think. Uh, you know, you always get those challenges. You know you don't know when they're gonna happen or where they're gonna happen during the during the advanced week or tournament week, but there's always something oh, yeah. that comes up. Oh yeah. My uh
1: my second tournament we walked most ways, it was so wet. Yeah.
0: They did that at Congressional a number of years ago, but they did it on purpose, I believe. Yeah, no,
1: we did not do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> the tour said we needed to mow, so we had to figure out how we could mow. Right. Um, so, so we mowed as much as we could with the fairway mowers. Then we did triplexes on the softer stuff, and everything else we walked mowed. I think, you know, 16 is a par 5. I think we walked mowed half of that fairway.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: How many walkers well, did you use? You didn't get anywhere else.
0: Yeah. How, how many walkers did you have out there during that? Did you call walkers in? Or?
1: Um, we did. We had 10 specifically for fairways because we really didn't think we were going to have to do that much. Uh, it ended up being more than we had anticipated, but we still got it done um, and under control.
0: All right. Well, cool, man. Well, um, I think, uh, you know, the biggest the biggest thing for me is uh, obviously seeing you guys uh, move up in the business. Um, I think one of the things is, you know, I think I've talked about before, you know, having assistant technicians in the past that that figure out their road and make something out of themselves is something that, you know, as an equipment manager that, that's had someone do that is – fulfilling to see and, and probably more so than any of your own accomplishments because, you know, right. you're able to have at least some effect in the outcome of other people's lives and not just yours, but everyone's right. And, and right. I think, you know, a lot of times that gets lost in just what we're trying to get done every day. And we probably, none of us probably tell our assistants enough, um, what, how proud we are of what they do and, and appreciate what they do. But I think I think the big the big thing, and as you get older, um, things become really less about you and more about everybody else. And and I think the more when you start to realize that, it it makes you think about okay, well maybe you know there's some things that I would do differently to help get these guys further along faster. Um, And especially looking at our business, right, and the lack of technicians and you know, there's a number of jobs open right now, uh, looking for equipment managers, and I know that you know. For me, there's a handful of guys out there that i I know that I've seen their work that I could say, okay, you know, here's a guy you should look at. And there's only so many times you can send the same guys to these places before you run out of guys. And uh, oh yeah, it just tells me there's there's so many more needed and. And uh, it's important that we continue to mentor guys and, and get them moving up through the business. I know for for you and I, we've we've talked every all you know not not all the time, but every few months since you've oh yeah since you left uh, at Ritz Carlton yeah. and and you know the importance of that for me and and for you is just to continue to grow and, and learn from each other. What experiences are you having, and you know how could I better prepare you or or the next guy? for uh for what you've experienced and where did i lack where where were things that i i should have done better um because we're all going to make mistakes and and i think uh the biggest point of that is being able to talk about them and understand them and and do them better the next time and, and you know without having those relationships with guys i think uh you know that that kind of gets lost so uh great job of you where you're at and um how well you've done and and uh you know i certainly appreciate the time you spent with us at ritz and and uh our conversations no matter how crazy some of them sound um you know i'm, I'm always uh, appreciative of it and and so also thanks for coming on and and uh talking to to the listeners
1: okay yeah thank you for having me and I appreciate all the help that you've given me, and I'm not sure that I would have made it this far if I didn't start working under you. I don't. I've just I've seen a bunch of things in my time, and I'm, there's a lot of different ways people try to do it. Yeah, and I think you just instilled the the core beliefs in me that I still carry on. I mean, I remember when you and I used to talk about. Trying to do priorities on stuff. and I remember when you would tell me that everybody's on the green. Everybody's on the tee. Not everybody's on the fairway. So it just helps. When you look at it like that, it just helps you to decide if you're having issues where you need to focus first to make sure
0: that that's right and then move back from there. Yeah, and I think that was when we were talking about um, going into a new facility outside, you know. Unfortunately, the experience that a lot of guys get, you know, I'm going to always have a nice organized facility, you know, no matter where it's at. And and unfortunately, that's not always the case, and you get put into a facility somewhere, you take a job somewhere where it's chaos, and there's stuff everywhere, and, you know, you kind of think, well, where do I start? Right and yeah, listen, I've got this big mess, and where, <laughs> where in the world would I even start picking apart at it? And you know, I've always right. thought about okay, first things all obviously always greens, and you know, let's get the greens mowers right, and then let's move to the tees, and then the fairways, and then the rough, and then you know, you got to get out yeah. there, you got transportation, you know, so working your way through all of those, and then when you get through them, and I think the tough thing to teach is once you get through all of it then things start to get easier you know it's yeah. it's that initial year where you're trying to get everything back into shape that really feels like man i don't know if i'm going to make it and then once you get <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> once you get through all of it and you can then you can start to see that the the issues start to die down a little bit and then you get you know yeah. the more and more you get through it the the less and less issues you have and then eventually you work yourself into being able to manage it effectively and then you get bored because now you've got it running the way you want it. And it's now it's gotten so easy that, man, I need to find another challenge because I did this one. Well, now I need to go on to that next one and do that one. Well, so I think, yeah. uh, that always becomes the, the challenge for guys and staying places for a long time is, you know, they need that next thing to drive them. And, and, you know, for me here in Orlando, at uh, four seasons that they've given me the opportunity to do things outside of just equipment. So that's, that's helped to keep my interest and, and, you know, seeing the need for some of those other things and the level at which I do things is important to them. And, and so that to me in return makes me want to do it to that level. And I think uh, that mutual respect between employer and employee of, uh, you know, finding someone and, and what, what are their talents, and no matter what position they're in, utilizing those talents, I think is important for every employer to see and utilize so that they don't get guys that get bored. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. So. yeah. But yeah, Definitely. No, man, I, I again, I appreciate it. Thanks for the words, and I'm always here to help anytime you need it. And uh, I certainly thank you again. All right, man. Thank you. All right, man. Have a good uh, winter, and uh, we'll see you here for GIS for your uh, presentation here. Yes, definitely. Thank you, sir. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. Yep.